We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, legends? Before we start the show, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash veteransminimum, and see some of the changes that have happened to the Patreon, and see also how you can win a copy of Madden 21. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. it a day later than usual for good oh, re- my guy is back for good reason impy in the building what up yo how you feel man i'm doing good i'm always super aroused when you're <laughs> on the podcast with me thanks for having me on yo the setup is real in here um and official- not too bad right nah do, man this is dope do, do what we can come a long can. way man yeah yeah super proud of you i'm like super impressed i was asking you questions about your twitch setup before um, all these cameras in here, you know, the step and repeat is awesome. 
Yeah. Step and repeat, Step right? Step and repeat. There you on. go. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is dope. What Super about the mics? The mics turn you on a little I bit? I asked you. These are brand new also. Where where did you find these bad boys? Shout out to the Twitch community, man. Got it. So I call these the Joe Rogan mics. I was that's what well, that's what I meant by that question. Like, where did you find yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. These are these are top of the food chain. Got these it. are the best mics. Not that the mics that you're used to, the old mics. Like yeah. that I I use that for streaming, the one you see over there. Got it. So those aren't bad. And I actually gave Josh a mic. Fire. Because I was like, bro, I don't I don't need one right now. I have these two mics. I have that one. And I have another one. When are you going to have six people on? Oh, five. Sorry. Exactly. I'm yeah. not. At Ever. most, this only has four ports. And you know this from experience. Anything more than like five is forced. Yep. And even back in the day when you were on, you'd have like a, you'd pop in here and there. Four. You, weren't a, you weren't a primary voice because it, it just gets too hectic. Even four is tough sometimes. Four is tough because everyone wants to try to get in their two cents yeah. and one not outshine the other. It's just, you know, it's it's a, a battle. That's why the host position becomes really crucial. Yeah. But for those that might not know, because we've had a big turnover in um, uh, a big spike in new listeners, Impy is... First of all, top of the food chain, top five. Yeah. That are alive. Oh man, I was about to disrespect with, Give the, me left, the, left hand? with the left hand. <laughs> Damn. But Impy used to be on the show way back in the day. Uh us two also did D Generation Bets. Oh yes, absolutely, of course. And we did the NBA edition of VM. And I gotta say, bro, to this day, no one no one I've done more shows with. I don't yeah. even think it's close. Yeah. I don't know what the number is, but I just know it's <laughs> you not. You gotta close. go back and count. Yeah, it's Cal, uh, Cal Ripken uh, he, up there with the Cal Ripken numbers. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I love it. I always like it. And you, you tell me whenever I need something, you hop All on. day, man. So I figured we talk a little bit NBA. And then uh, for those of you guys wondering, we got we got some NFL props coming for you, you fucking legends. You all, know what I'm saying? All I do is pick the MVP every <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, and all he does is not bet on them. I've been betting a decent amount. I've been, Boston's been driving to Jersey. I feel like I've told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was there a few weeks ago, even after COVID, in terms of like, it wasn't a bad experience at all. Like, I have to say they did a great job there. Salute to the FanDuel team. Um, you know, everyone takes this, you know, everyone's been taking the virus, you know, they're in their own way. Everyone's dealing with it in their own way. Um, I, I felt pretty, I felt good in there. They take your temperature right before, right before you walk in. You sign a waiver. You're answering some questions. You know, have you had a fever? Things of that nature. Um, I felt totally, I felt good in there. Like, you know, I wasn't worried. They did a good job. Everyone had masks on. Mm. Um. So I felt good. And then they basically just spaced the kiosks out, right? Like if, you know. So is it like one is on, one is exactly. off? Well, they're mm. on. There's just like a piece of paper on the screen saying use the next one. Gotcha. So and then, you know, there's sanitizer everywhere. Yeah. There's sanitizers right by the kiosk. So have you, you gone when there's sporting events on? I went. Yeah, I guess you could say like the, the I went before the Super Bowl. Keep going. I'm listening. Um, before the Super Bowl, things of that nature. So, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Um, I, I hit big during the Super Bowl, the Niners Super Bowl. Um, Niners Chiefs, obviously. Uh, some interesting props I hit that yeah, night. Yeah, I remember yeah, you yeah. were. Uh, but yeah, it felt good going into the sports book at all. You know, of course, in terms of 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 what's going on in the world, I felt 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 okay. I know. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to go out to Vegas to do the super contest, and then I found out that DraftKings does one also. Really, a lot cheaper, same prize pool, closer, closer. I don't even need to go to DraftKings. I just need to log into the app when I cross the, the New York State border and I go, go in there. Can I ask you something real quick? Whatever Since you want. we're always degenerates and we talk about sports betting. A buddy of mine told me that FanDuel has this thing called like buying out, 
right? Where if you have if you have like an over under ticket or or something like that in a, in a game, uh, mid game you can like buy, buy the ticket out. Like they can like buy the ticket away from you. Like do you, do you have any idea of what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that was like a thing. So I feel as if game to game, like in game stuff. Like if you bet a total in, let's just say the next. Um, Second round of the playoffs, and it's the the Lakers and the Rockets, I think they would play, right? Yep. And you bet the over in game one, and then at halftime, it's like 37 points ahead of the pace, right? Like, say the say the over-under is 200 points, which it wouldn't be, but let's just keep yeah. it even numbers. And then at halftime, they have like 120 points combined. They'll come to you and try to buy out your ticket in the event that... You know, crazier shit has happened. So they'll be like, yo, Impy, your payout is $200. We'll give you 160 right now. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, you know, maybe, oh, Harden just pulled a hamstring or LeBron is going to sit out the fourth quarter and they're not going to put a scoring output. So they, they do do that. Okay. It's, you could also, but you could also minimize, minimize your risk on the flip side. If correct. You're not- that's, that's why it's appealing to you as a better to want to do the buyout. Yeah. So is that new? Is that has that always been around? That's been around with props, okay, and future tickets, right? I was talking to you on the drive over here about prop swap. Prop yes. swap is a new wrinkle in the sports betting markets, and what that is is, and I'll just use myself as an example because I actually have a ticket on PSG on Sunday, the Champions League final. Actually, you guys will hear a little uh, Champions League talk later on. I recorded something with. Shouts to Alex, man. Alex does all the graphics for their show and kind of chop it up a little bit. He runs the VMFC stuff. So, Impy, my ticket is a, it's a pretty nice payout. You know, it'll... it'll couple, be, couple stacks. Couple, couple, couple stacks. Couple bands. Yeah, couple <laughs> bandzilla. Couple racks. So, they can come to me with... if Well, they don't come to you. You go to them. So, I would go to somewhere like PropSwap and I'd be like, Yo, look, I got this ticket on PSU to win the Champions League. I got them at plus 750 at the time when I made the bet. Now, for them to win the Champions League, they're around plus 140. And they would buy the ticket off me. I actually did this way back in the day when Harden, when I had the Harden ticket on him to win MVP. And I had a chance to sell it for $3,000 at the time. But he was a minus 350 favorite. There was six weeks left. You're looking at a five-figure payday on my end. Before Russ broke the record. Before Russ fucking <laughs> went bananas, and I still feel like was there he broke the broke a record, right? Yeah, he did. He he went triple he, doubles in the season, I think. Yeah, but he stole he stole the MVP from him. Yeah, because when you're minus three fifty at that point of the year, going back to Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz 2017, he's Poor minus four hundred going into that Rams game week fifteen. All you really got to do at that point is don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Yeah, at that point. It's pretty much C-A-R-S is on the MVP trophy already. And then he gets hurt, and then the rest is history. But I've had that presented many times. So in the futures market, it's more common than it is the game-to-game. The game-to-game is new to me. Now it's like live in-game. Well, the in-game betting is is the future of sports betting. So reminds me of like trading options a little bit. So Well, a lot of Wall Street... Business finance people like sports betting, yeah, and they also a lot of professional sports betters come from that field. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. There's a lot of similarities between predictive analytics. 
Pro- occupation and profession. <laughs> my uh, Tinder bio. <laughs> oh my god, what's that? Oh my god. So it, it, tell me more. I said that one time at a bar, and uh, I forgot who was next to me. But one of my one of my friends is in like his. He's a data data analyst yeah. for a company, and he's like, "Yo, what you said is not entirely wrong." Like predictive analytics, like what you do, you know, using models and yeah. all these. But it's like it's just funny that you're saying it because like you play DFS, and you like to gamble. <laughs> That's why it was funny. Eighty twenty is you know is real. Uh, How you feeling about the bubble, man? I, like I haven't it. gotten your thoughts on this. I know we've texted a little bit, but what are your, what are your thoughts? This is me listening to it for the first time. As They've well. done an amazing job. Like to me, it's it's going to be really tough to play this NFL season. You know, obviously my fingers are crossed. You know. Um, but like you're seeing the issues with baseball right now, where teams are just, you know, the Marlins, the half the roster, you know, caught, you know, caught the virus, and so I just kudos to the NBA uh, for 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 really running a tight ship, and like they've run it to perfection. Tell me not, mm-hmm. like even to the point of the virtual fans in the seats are amazing, right? Like I think they've done an amazing job, and 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 I think the product's been great. Um, yeah, just just you know, a plus so far. Uh, they're talking about pushing the season back to start of next season, and rightfully so. Um, maybe around Christmas time they're saying. Uh, so anyway, just they're, they're they've done an amazing job, and and the product's been great. Yeah, I was talking about it with uh, Chris a couple episodes ago. I think the reason why I worked in the NBA is every team that got invited to the bubble had something to play for. Yes, and everyone had a chance mathematically to make the playoffs right like even the spurs i know and and i know the suns were like a 0.26 percent chance who fucking ran the table and looked amazing yeah so everyone that went there knew that they were going there for business and they had some optimism yeah whereas i think with the nfl and i've harped on this issue so many damn times first of all roster size is completely different yeah you're talking about one nfl roster is three nba rosters yep and that's not including scouts and the GMs and front office people and presidents and all that shit, coaching staff. Oh, my God. You're, you're talking about this is like close to 100 people, if not more, on the sidelines of an NFL game. Yep. So with the bubble, it works because you could get a venue like Orlando and Disney and do some shit like that there. But I just think it's so much easier to manage 20 to 30 people as opposed to like, yeah, if you're 100. the Jaguars and you got to go to a bubble. And, you know, you have the lowest win total according to all the sports books. Like, how good can Jacksonville be? And I know me and Alan have been picking on the Jaguars the last couple of episodes. But I, I can't see it working for the NFL. So I'm with you. I'm, I think the NFL and also our fantasy league, we're doing it a little different this year. We're not paying up front. You know, <laughs> usually it's, usually, it's no it's, money, no team. Yeah, no, no tight, tight ends. End. That's usually – now it's uh, no money, no problem. No mask, big problem. Yeah. Right? Mask on. <laughs> so – we're doing it because, like, yo, you don't know if you're going to play a yeah. full season. Yeah. So I, I think every week is going to be a – it's going to be a – all right, got through week one, got through week four. Yeah. Because at any moment, like, one big outbreak happens, a second wave hits. With 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 uh, with baseball, it's different because there's a strike in the 90s, and, and certain teams, like, you play enough games where if one team doesn't play – you know, if one team plays two less games than another team, you can go by win by you can go by win percentage. That's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, there's a larger sample size. But with the NFL, there's no way that the Cowboys can play 16 games and the Rams can play 14. Like it just it just it doesn't work like that. 
So everyone has to play the same amount of, of games, in my opinion, in the NFL, just because sample size is smaller, you play less games. Um, so very curious to see how it pans out. You know, why not just have like four bubbles, NFL bubbles, instead of, you know, one NBA, something like that, like regional bubbles for the NFL. So that's that's what I think the big issue is, because if you do do it regionally, you'd have to make a new schedule. Yes. And then what are you going to do with, Let's just use the NFC. Let's just use both East East divisions. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that was. What was that? Oh, my mom's phone for the camera. I gotta I gotta make sure I turn that off. But yeah, let's use the East division, right? You got the Giants, Eagles, and Washington, all relatively close to yes, each other. Absolutely. Then you got Dallas, who's should be in the NFC South if you're looking at the layout of, you know, how the the conference and yeah. divisions should be. So what do you do with Dallas? Where do you put Dallas? No. You put the bubble somewhere in between, like the the the, the northeast and and Dallas, and you kind of play somewhere like in the middle. I guess I I, I don't have the answer though. Right, and then so that's the thing. That's why I think it's so uncertain, and that's why I think it can't work in the NFL. Because then, what do you do if you're the Bills, Pats, Jets? You guys are all within, let's just say, ten hours of each other. That's being nice, roughly, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe even less. When, when I would say way less. Yeah, yeah, when you're traveling, and then you got Miami. So like where 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 do you do it? Do you do it where like all right you know for 2020? Sorry, schedule makers, we're we're giving you a new schedule and Giants, you're gonna have to play Baltimore, New England, the Jets, the Bills, the Eagles, Washington. You're gonna have to play the teams that are close close to you. To you, that's That's the only way the bubble would work. And then, but that's what they do with baseball, by the way. They change the schedules, if I'm not mistaken. You just played. You're playing. You know, you're playing your the national league shorter shorter commutes. Yeah, Yeah. because I don't think you could put eight teams in a bubble and have close to a thousand people running around. Yeah, where I think that way would work. So I'm with you, man. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical, but we'll see. Skeptical, but. But yeah, anyway, going back to the original topic and, and point, the NBA has done a great job uh, in terms of, of managing everything. And and like I said, the product's been great. Um, the, a lot of these series are 1-1. So it's all, you know, that's all you can ask for. It's It's been really interesting. The, the 1 o'clock starts on the East Coast. It feels like... Uh, NC, you know, NCAA tournament time or, uh, you know, the old, that, you know, those types of all day uh, tournament style experiences and and it's been great like locking in at 1 30 all, all all the way into the rest of the day like i was talking to my girl she was like yeah you know I'm, I'm gonna be watching basketball today she's like cool what you know what time does it start or like when does it end i was like uh one o'clock and it ends at midnight she's <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> like so <laughs> it's been amazing from, <laughs> i love you but yo like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like it well, get, make, get prepared come sundays it reminds you it, remi- it also reminds you of football sundays yeah 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 it's cool it's cool because also yo we've never had this before we've yeah. never had an august like this everything came back at once right <laughs> all the leagues are going yeah there's usually only one league going. It's usually only baseball, and which is and then and the then part of baseball, of and this is like the part of the baseball season where like, actually, that's not true. If this was the regular baseball season, it's different. But I'm just saying like where we are right in the baseball season and just started. But there's like the dog days of summer, right? Where there's just baseball and there's not much else going on, and it's like how really you know how, how invested are you? That's why there's so much media coverage on like NFL training camp because all you have is just baseball. Um, so I'm with you. Like this is this is a crazy time. This is awesome. And the series have been great. 
Uh, I want to just run through yeah. every every series where we're at. We're recording this. It's around uh, let's say twelve thirty yeah. Friday afternoon. Yeah. So we got Pacers are down two zero to the Heat. Let, let, let's start with that one. Um, I'm not surprised. Obviously, Sabonis not being there. That kind of hurts them. Definitely hurts them. Yeah. I love this Miami team. Yeah. I don't know how far they could go. But they have eight to nine guys that know what they need to do, know their roles. They, oh, man, you took the words out of my mouth. Everybody knows their role. Yeah. And they know who the alpha is going to be when it matters. You got fucking two white dudes that could buck threes, <laughs> right? Duncan every, and Tyler. Yeah. Every team needs that one random white dude to hit threes. They yeah. got two of them. Bam has been, if not the most improved player in the league, he's going to get votes for it. Yep. I think it's like him, Graham from Charlotte. And Luca. Well, Luca. Well, I don't, actually, Devontae Graham wasn't even nominated, and everyone got mad about that. I think Luca said after one give of the games, like, yeah, yeah, I'll I give just, it to yeah. him. And then Bam is in that discussion, too. Bam sure. being uh, a really good player this year and having a breakout. But you just look like they still got a Guadalla who's battle-tested. Dragic, I don't know what's happened to him, but he's kind of reminded people again. That, yeah. And and they have the experience at, at, at head coach with Spolstra. And I just, I like them. I don't know what, I, I think they play Milwaukee next. Yes. Man, that might be a tough series, bro. Because there's still something that I'm a little hesitant about Milwaukee. And, and, and I'll wait to get to that. But how, what do you think about the Heat upside? Because I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. And I mean, like, to the Eastern Conference Final, like, can knock off of Milwaukee. Yeah, I think that in terms of, of how crazy the season's been in terms of the virus and now everyone's getting thrown into this bubble, I think it's it's really a, a wide-open race. And that's one of the reasons why you said some more of these teams are even bought in. You know, they're more bought in now than they could have been before. Uh, I love the Heat. Um, like you said, everyone knows their role. Um you know, call me crazy, but if Giannis doesn't show up, like I wouldn't be surprised if it's Oladipo time in in Miami. I think that would be really interesting. I don't know how you feel about that. If wait, so what do you mean if Giannis doesn't show so up? So like, if there's a situation where you know, oh, if Giannis doesn't go to Miami, I oh. think it could be Oladipo time. I know that the, the timelines don't really add up, but he should come to New York. Miami, there's, there's no Greeks in Miami. I I love this Miami team. I do think they're like one piece away, though. Would you not agree with me there? Yeah, I think... They're like one really sure, good piece sure. away. Maybe even... I don't even think they need to land a guy like Giannis. I think a guy like Oladipo... Would be... Well, he's perfect for them because then you have another two-way wing. It's like... That would kind of remind me of like how the Clippers are set up, right? Like mm-hmm. Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard. It would kind of be the same. You know, really good two-way defensive and scoring wings in Oladipo like, I- and Jimmy Butler. What I'm saying with Oladipo also is, sure, Giannis is a, is is the prize is the prize. But if you get uh, if you get what the fuck was that? <laughs> My you, laptop. No, I know, but like you watch EDM. It com- no, it was, oh. I'm, I'm on ESPN. There's a commercial. <laughs> but if you get a guy like Oladipo, a Bradley Beal, like that second tier superstar, I think is exactly what you need. Like even if imagine a CJ McCollum on like a Miami, you would feel better about them. Yeah. That's that's the kind of guy I'm thinking about, and I'm with you. And then and then all these guys are going to develop and get a little bit better, right? Like your Harrows, your Duncan Robinsons are going to get better. 
you know, Bam will improve as well, even though he's gotten really good. You know, I I just really like this Miami Heat team, but I love what you said. They all know their role. Like, Jimmy Butler needed to be in a situation where he's the alpha dog. And now, look, like, now everyone else looks wrong, right? Like, look at Philly. Look at Minnesota with all due respect. Like, Jimmy Butler was right. You know, like, you know, he, he got out and, and, and he's, you know, he's thriving and he's succeeding. And, and some of those other situations, you know, don't look as, as appealing. I think it's also the the difference in age and where they're at in their careers. Where Butler is on the back nine of his career, he's still a really good player. Maybe back nine might be a stretch. He's probably in his in prime, the prime right now. Yeah. And then you look at guys like Simmons and Embiid. They're younger. They're probably not as hungry. They probably think that this is going to be around forever. Where Butler's like, yo, bro, I was on those Chicago teams that I had to carry. And now I got some help, but you guys aren't elevating to my level. And then with Minnesota, it was just... Was he nine years older than Towns and, and like seven years older than Wiggins? The infamous story of when he beat the starters with the third strings. Yeah, those guys <laughs> just weren't able to match his energy and his vibe. And then you go to Miami and they said, yo, here, here's the keys to the city. We need someone to step in for like a Wade, right? Like who's going to be the face of the franchise now? And he's embraced it and they've embraced him. But I also think that they put a lot of pieces that fit around him, too. Yeah, they did a good job, without a doubt. Shout-outs to Pat Riley and, and those guys. But the Pacers are awesome, too, because they do such a good job of developing talent. They bring, you know, they bring in like mid, you know, like mid-level guys like Doug McDermott, TJ McConnell. They're all they're playing good. Like I love this Pacers team. They're just like you said. Well, you know, Warren you, was like the bubble MVP at one point too. I, I think TJ Warren is the perfect example of a guy that plays better when he's. You ever hear of the term shooting in an empty gym? Yeah. That's TJ Warren. Like TJ Warren probably averaged like 15, 17 a game, right? Like in the bubble, he's averaging like thirty. Yeah. I think he's the perfect example of like a guy who. When there's no crowd, it's he plays a little bit different. Call me crazy. But like, what's the difference? <laughs> Maybe also he was a bad team, good stats guy with Phoenix. True. And I know that's not fair. This is probably the wrong time to have a Phoenix Suns conversation, especially what they did in the bubble. Yeah. But you see it all the time, man. Yo, how many... If you go back and look, bro, Phoenix has had a lot of good players on their roster at some point within the, like the last 15 years. Yeah. And then they move. I I don't know. I it just this is do you think this is a sweep? Yeah, I just think the firepower is too much right yeah. now. Sabonis is big. Yeah, the more complete team. Yeah. And and Miami is I think Miami's a team to watch out for. I think if they I won't go crazy and say they'll beat Milwaukee even though I'm concerned, then you know what? Let's just get right into Milwaukee. You're worried? I'm worried, man. I'm worried. Uh, Giannis is is great. We get that. But you just look at the pieces and you're like, is this team good enough? You're relying <laughs> a lot on Middleton to bring it every night. Just, and he just don't. I said it when it happened. You had to resign him, but it was just a bad The Middleton team. contract, you had to give it to him. <laughs> but if Giannis is going to leave Milwaukee one day, if he does, it's because of that contract. Tobias Harris, same shit. Like, yo, who's going to take those contracts? Yeah. Middleton not- won for eight in game two. I mean, they win, but, you know, your second best player. I just don't. I, I don't it's see just it like, them, I like, like they're like, you know, I don't they're, see great, they're a great regular season team. That's probably going to be their ceiling. When push comes to sub, I just don't. I don't. Be, I don't believe in, in Eric Bledsoe and, and, and Chris Middleton to it's just. If if I'm looking at the East. I think Toronto's better than them. I love Toronto. I yo, I 
I'll tell you right now because I don't hate you if there's, you- there's a there's a big difference, and you know this because we've talked about this many times. What's gonna happen and where you should bet? Yep, I'm betting the Heat to win that series, not because I believe they will. It's because the value's there. The value is there, and the odds will probably be in my favor. It makes sense to bet them now. Milwaukee should win that, but it's a situation where. I think the Heat could beat them, man. How do you feel about Boston? Sorry to jump around, but because I the reason I bring Boston up is because, like, if Gordon Hayward's there, right? Like, I think I I, I wouldn't call you crazy if you liked Boston over Milwaukee at this point either. And I know it's you know maybe there's a little bit of recency bias there, but I don't know, man. Jason Tatum's just taking that next step, and I not to call, not you know not for nothing, but I called Jalen Brown elevating the season when they gave him that big deal. Mm. They gave him the big contract, and I was like. Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. He's paying him, and he's going to elevate his game, and he absolutely did that. Marcus Smart's a dog. What he does, you don't see on the box score. Like Those contracts work one of two ways. When you pay that guy early, and you kind of give him a bigger contract than what people in the media expected him to get, they either outperform that contract, right? Steph to Curry. Prove, to, to silence. Not even to prove. It's like, yo, you, you bought low on him in that situation. And then it be painful words anytime the years by low. By low. But it's a situation where you play you pay Jalen Brown what you paid him. And then he's now if the way he played this year, if his contract was up after this season, you probably have to spend more money on him. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, I've locked you in now. Now, now let t- me go pay Tatum. Yeah, pay Tatum or bring in a Kemba, bring in these pieces around you. So I want to go back to Milwaukee. I'm concerned because when I watch them, I still see deer in the headlights with Giannis. Like he's not ready yet, or he needs more help. Maybe he don't. I don't. I don't think he trusts his guys to score. Yeah, like Brooke Lopez standing in the corner, like Middleton, a statue. You mentioned Bledsoe, George Hill. Yeah, I agree. Like it's just not like you said, bro. It might be one of those cases where the team was. Probably taking advantage of the depth and also the the killer be kill attitude of Giannis, where he wants to win every game that he plays, and they're very well coached too, and they're very well coached. But then again, is he just is he Mike D'Antoni? Is he a guy that's just a tremendous head coach when you got to play him once, and then you see a different team, and you see a different team, and you see Milwaukee every other night, as opposed to like now you're playing a team. A team is gonna have you for four or five games in a row. It's a, it's a. I think it's an intriguing question. I don't know the answer to it, but I'll tell you this much: if the Bucks don't go to the finals this year, I think you're gonna see some changes. I think you'll start hearing the rumblings. There was already that report came out from that same dude about Giannis and and Golden State. Yeah, wasn't it like last year? And it was around the same time when the KD to Warriors and everyone was like, "Yo, it's not happening." Well. Never say never. Never say never, man. Yeah, it's just this ro- the roster just doesn't do it for me. And it's funny because like regular season they're they're rolling through everybody and then, you know, the game slows down a little bit. You, there's more of a half-court game and you see what happens. And you think like you think it that wouldn't be the case. You have a guy like Giannis, but we'll see, man. I, I I'm 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 with you as uh the the, the Bucks are like a deer in the headlight. Bucks, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, I saw the play on words there. Uh, Let's go over to Toronto. 
I felt like all year they've been severely disrespected and for a defending champion. Masai, Masai knew. He said he knew Siakam could do it by himself like the whole year. He stepped up. He became that guy. How much do you think the Knicks are throwing at Van Vliet? This all season, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm flirting with like twenty. Uh, I'm flirting with like, you know, like four years, eighty million dollars, twenty eight. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't hate it. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, man, he's a dog too. Mm-hmm. He's 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 playing himself into a big contract right now. Right. Yeah. Um, and well deserved, undrafted dude, the- and then. Was probably the biggest X factor in that Raptors series against the Warriors. I remember when we were doing the show and talking about how like Van Bleed had disappeared for the first half of the playoffs, and then he had a kid. He was hurt too, wasn't then, he? Yeah, it was a little hobble coming into the playoffs. This Toronto team, I think they know who they are. Yeah. And they're battle tested. Yes. And I think they're playing with a chip on their shoulder because Kawhi left and everyone's like, all right, well, Toronto's not gonna repeat. It's like, yo, hold on, man, we're all we're all still here. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto came out the East. And Kendrick Perkins was on TV yapping about it weeks ago. I was like, this guy's crazy. And then you sit down and you actually watch and and you see like they're coached tremendously by Nick Nurse. Like other like the team, it's kind of the same. And also, I was gonna say, a the team is very similar, right? They've brought up guys from the G League. Talk about an amazing organization that could just like we talk about. Like we were talking about the Jazz earlier, where the Jazz could just take a guy that played in the G League all season, start him in the playoffs, and make a huge impact. Like the the Raptors are another one of those organizations who who can do the same exact thing. But like you said, the roster is very similar, and OG was hurt last year, right? Word, so they didn't have you, him. So I mean, he's no Kawhi. I'm not trying to right, you know, right, right, right. do that here, but I'm just saying, you know, Powell's healthy. This is a deep team. I love them a lot. Uh, you know, we were we were both high on the Raptors last year, also. And like you said, you just you know no Kawhi, but everyone took a step up. I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan. I think collectively they've made the they've done the best they could to replace a guy like him. Yeah. And he and, and we spoke about this last year. The Raptors, there were game like we we should have seen this coming because. What was their record when that he didn't play? They had like a great record. Remember, yeah, yeah, we would talk yeah. about it all the time. So, to me, like this is this is nothing new. Um, so the you know look and and shout out the Nets, man. Like Karis Levert's. Well, I was gonna mention that's a team too. You have to be excited. This reminds me of the Boston team when Kyrie got hurt, where all of those guys were getting. Where all of those young kids, the young kids now, yeah, they yeah, were getting yeah, all yeah. of this crazy Tatum's burn rookie, rookie year. year. Brown was in year two. Um, Rozier made a name yeah. for himself. All of these guys were the Nets. You know, you know, have no business being in the playoffs right now. Granted, everyone's hurt. That's what I'm trying to say. But they're getting a lot of great burn. They're getting a lot of great playing time. Like they have to re-sign Joe Harris, um, who's going to be a free agent. Yo, correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like since March, we've lived three years. So I feel like th- this year has been so stretched out. What, did Karras get that serious injury this year? No, it was last year. It was last year. He did get hurt this year, though. Yeah, but I remember the one where it looked like he had a similar, like a Paul George break. I think that was last year. Last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does feel like three it years. It does feel like forever, bro. Karras Levert's a problem. The question is, I might, and this is a question that a lot of people are asking and, and people are talking about is, 
is he good enough to be number three with KD and Kyrie to win? Or do you move him to bring someone else in? Yeah, that's a great question. What do you think? Um, if you ask me, I think he's good enough just from watching. Yeah. I test. And as a third option, man. Exactly. But that's a hell of a third option if you have. He's young and, and, and who knows? Like, as an organization as a whole, you have to know that KD and Kyrie aren't going to be there forever, right? Mm-hmm. I, at least of the two, both of them aren't going to. I don't think both resign. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I'm not, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, I'll be completely honest with you, bro. Especially in the NBA. I feel like everyone's on a four-year contract. It's just like, you know, in, in theory, you could be, you know, this kid could be getting groomed to then be You know, the I'm DVD hearing from guy. some people in L.A. that they're kind of shook that AD hasn't re-signed yet. Nah, I can't see it happening. I don't, but like, if you're going to give up all that you gave up, to bring him in. Like, Melo signed immediately when he made that deal with the Knicks. Yo, Melo's like making a lot of teams look bad. But Sorry. also, I think a lot of people are appreciating him now, too. Especially wow. for how bad it's been for the Knicks. Like, no one wanted to come here. He came here. Well, yeah, but I just mean like in Miami. Well, not Miami, in Houston and, and OKC. Oh, OKC. yeah. I mean, look, analytics are cool and they're very helpful. I'm still going to side with the eye test. Yeah. And the fact that analytics and advanced metrics told me that Melo shouldn't be in the league, and that was a big part of him not being in the league. And I understand how they always say, people in basketball always say that the hardest thing to do is coach the aging superstar that's no longer a superstar. Well, maybe now in Portland, he's a great fit there because he knows his role. I'm taking 10 to 15 shots, which is still a lot for him being the third, fourth option. Behind Nurkic in the in the backcourt. And he just knows his role there. And maybe he got humbled. Like, yo, bro, I was out the league. Yeah, he was on fucking... He was on first take begging for his career. Not begging for his career back. But he was on making first a, take making, making a case for himself. Yeah, making a case for himself. So, the reason why I even brought up Melo is because he signed immediately with the Knicks when he got traded. And, like, AD didn't sign. And you gave up all those assets and those young players. He Melo signed twice, I think, no? Yeah, did we trade when we traded for him? We've resigned. He, we he signed him. the extension, and then he did the the one with uh, when he was supposed to go to Chicago, and he did it with Phil, and then he got traded yeah, shortly yeah. after. Right. But he signed twice. So signed twice. So. No one signs once. So yeah, just uh, a little tidbit there about people in LA. Um, if we go chalk, we're gonna get Celtics, Raptors, Heat, Bucks. Of the two series, which one do you think is more compelling? I already made my case for I th- why it's going to be Miami. I think both of them will go six games minimum. Yeah. So I think they'll both be competitive. I think like, the games have been great like across the board. Um, I'm really upset that I can't bet on my single favorite thing to bet on. Team down 2-0 coming home for game three. With the, first home, half. Game, with the home game. Last year, all but one time, it didn't, it didn't come through. You can and, still and bet I, on your zigzag theory, though, right? I mean, yesterday was a perfect example. Miami. Uh, not Miami. Uh, the Lakers, of course. We were texting each other, and I was like, house bets, Lakers. And you're like, what's the line? And I was like, I would probably alternate line them, which means it, it doubles the line for you. So if you're a seven-point favorite, an alternate spread where it's seven points, you're minus 110. An alternate spread will make you a 13 and a half point favorite plus 170. 
there's some value there. I, in in that in that situation, and you saw it happen with Milwaukee too. Yeah, Milwaukee loses. Although the first they game. they was close, they were close to not covering. By the way, yeah, they at were the close. The yeah, yeah, at the end. Well, that's the thing with big with big point spreads in the NBA. The at, whole, at a certain point, when the, when the, when the clock's ticking, it really it really doesn't I know matter. A, I know a bookmaker out in Vegas who, um, very very big sports book he runs. He was saying how he used to hate having to handicap Spurs games during their heyday because he didn't know when Popovich will pull the plug in either direction, right? Like how many times was it when Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan? It'd be like right. four minutes left in the third quarter. They're they're up twenty. Though. He's like, "Yo, you guys are done." Because it's a Tuesday night in Washington, yeah. or the other way around, where they're down thirty. They're like, "Yup, oh, you guys are out." The OG Yo, coach, of the- coach, there's seven minutes left in the second half. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we're done. That's it." The OG of load management. Yeah. When they were doing it, they're geniuses, they're smart. But then when other people do it, it's like, oh, you're ruining the game. Yeah, I think no one like, wants to watch San Antonio. But I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, and I also think it's the star power. Yeah. They didn't really have, they had a lot of really good players, and they were a really good organization and team. But Tim Duncan was so boring. Yeah, he was not, like, KG was more marketable than him. Yeah, Mr. Fundamentals. Played the same speed his entire career. That's no one wanted to watch that fucking 15-footer off yeah. the glass. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's uh let's switch on over to the West. I think the most compelling series, and now a little wrench got thrown in because Dame dislocated his finger. Us two have a little wager. Yes. Do you, you know can, what the wager wanna... is exactly? Yeah, the Lakers have to win the series in five, or I have to give you twenty bucks. Um, and if the Blazers win it in six or seven, I give you ten. No, you got it wrong. <laughs> So you were super adamant about it being at most a sweep a, or a five. Sweep or five, which is probably going to happen now. Now, but at the time, I mean, that's not fair though, because even if Dame didn't get hurt, they were probably still going to win by fucking twenty. Yeah, the damage was already done. They came out guns blazing. I'm still concerned, and what I think that game one showed was one: you can't rely on anyone other than AD and LeBron. Game one. I think just moving forward, you just can't. Because I think, I mean, yo, but to be fair, bro, LeBron James scored ten points and they won by what thirty? Yeah, but AD was just cooking. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I guess I think is it's all on AD. Like I think, I think if the Lakers win the NBA Finals, and this is you know we're looking ahead, AD is going to be the is the Finals MVP. I think. It's all on AD right now, on the offensive side and on the defensive side. He has to commit to be playing to playing center. Mm. He didn't want to do it in the regular season, and that's fine. You don't want to bang down low, get hurt. I I get it. I really do. But now, if push comes to shove, it's the playoffs. You have to play the five. Like you, I, like Dwight Howard and Javale McGee. There's a little too much of that going on. I think you need, you know, if if I could run out consistently, AD, LeBron, KCP. Uh, uh, like, like I don't know, Kuzma. You know, mm. I just I don't want the big men as much. You know, I I want AD at the five, and 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 I want him there all the time. Well, looking ahead, if they get past, I think one of the reasons why you're seeing a lot of the bigs, McGee, Howard, AD having to play the five in spurts, is because of the size that Portland is throwing out there. Two seven footers. With Whereas side if you look there. ahead and. You just think the Lakers are going to go on and move. You play Houston. Houston loves to play small. That's where you're going to see AD go 40 and 20 every night. Well, yeah. Yeah. Look. They could rest him. He may not yeah. even have to play. Da- Damian Lillard said, I'm definitely playing game three. 
but how how effective is he going to be yeah. with the finger? Because it's the left hand. It's the, it's the it's not the shooting hand. But like that that affects you on dribbling. It affects you grabbing rebounds, playing defense. It affects you in other ways, mm. right? So it's not just to keep the ball steady hand. It does a lot more. Of course, it's. Have you ever dislocated anything? I feel like I've broken my finger once. My my. I've broken a finger. I dislocated my shoulder. Okay. Because I landed on it. I like rolled out and I threw when I was in high school, my junior year. I threw and like I got hit as I threw, but the ball was still in my hand. Completed it because I'm a stallion. And I got tackled and I landed like, if you see the visual, it's like I landed like. I feel like a quarterback has gotten hurt like that before. Oh, yeah. That's how Drew Brees got hurt. Drew Brees got hurt because he dove for the ball and then he got rolled up on. And the same, like, ultimately the landing was the same. So I had popped my shoulder and then I got it popped back in and then I was able to play the rest of the game. It hurt. And then I think I didn't practice that whole week, but then I was able to to keep playing. So I think it's just going to be, it's going to be like a nagging little injury. Did you like that? I just compared myself to an injury of an NBA player. No, I mean, I mean, real world, the real, <laughs> real world examples are always appreciated. I just, I don't know. I felt like the first game, I feel like everyone, you know, made it could a, been, everyone made a big deal about game one. In my opinion, the Lakers haven't been playing meaningful, meaningful basketball. Well, that that's, that's the argument if you want to be pro Lakers. That, but I think that's the argument. Like, that's the argument, man. Like, they also went 5 of 32 from 3 in game one. In addition to that, in addition to just the 3s in general, I think they were like 0 for, 0 for whatever on wide open three-point shots, mm. too. Like, there was, I don't remember what the stat is. I apologize. But they're, they, with like 5 feet of, of, of being wide open, they were like 0 for whatever. Like... That's gonna turn around, you yeah. know. Like it's just it's, it's basketball. It's just the law of averages, right? I, I thought everyone overreacted to game one. Are the Blazers the best eight seed of all time? Right, probably. But I I just I think overall the Knicks in '99 though they went all the way to the finals as an eight seed. Granted, yeah. a, a strike year, different different exactly. circumstances. Yeah. Well, well, I would actually say similar circumstances then. Well, they started late, okay, and played through. Where this one, you started. Middle of the season stopped and then kept going and then kept going. They were also hurt, right? But um, well, I I think the reason why there was the overreaction because I think it's I think it was like sixty four percent of underdogs that win series always win game one. So it's like usually they did what they had they were supposed to do. But to win usually the-, the counter to that would be well under different circumstances you steal home court so that i get but i'm curious to see what dame is going to look like because it's still 1-1 you're still on a neutral field neutral court i you're shaking your head i just i just i you i I, think that's fair i was watching when like i don't know man the reason i was so confident is because like the blazers played great down the stretch like don't get me wrong all of their games were playoff games but like Watching their team, like, they're not strong defensively. Like, yeah. other than Whiteside, like, they're just not strong defensively. And I just felt like they were going to get carved up. And, you know, we're, we saw a little bit of that last night. Also, that, that game one, the Lakers had a lead late into the fourth quarter. And then Lillard mm-hmm. hit that, like, logo three. Kind of, like, jump-started them. And then he did the dance, the, the blow 30, whistle. The 36-footer. And then from there, it, it could have been a game that they just stole. I, uh... 
I'm still holding on hope to it being a, a lengthy season, but series. I also did say series. Yes, I also did say this when I had Nick on on Monday. There's no outcome in this series that would surprise me. If the Blazers, if the Blazers won, it wouldn't surprise me. If the Lakers just beat them by 20 every game, that wouldn't surprise me either. So it was one of those situations. I don't want to say it's a hedge. It's just it's every now and then. Yeah. It's like I'll be shocked if the Mavericks beat the Clippers. I'd be less shocked. No, I'm, I I agree. I'm with you. Because you also think the Clippers are the better team. I do. But the, the problem with the Clippers is they just haven't been – they just like ha- – I think it was like game one was the first time they had the whole roster together at the same time. Yeah. The whole the entire season was – PG was out. Kawhi's resting. Harrell's out. Lou Williams is out. Like, they never had the full squad ready to go. Yeah. So I think that's kind. Of, they're playing through with some kinks as well. Marcus Morris has been great. He has, yeah, he has. Yo, I spent like seven legit minutes talking about Paul George in the playoffs. Playoff P. It's so alarming. He's yo, bro. He was shit. I shot a video making a claim for him to be MVP two years ago. Like that first Thunder year, like he was playing. He was great, and he got he hurt. Was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. But for every 30-point game that he has, he has a 4 of 16, 11-point game also. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, go and check that out. You'll understand the rant there. And I think I think the Mavericks, they had one of the most efficient offensive basketball seasons in NBA history. And Luka's a game wrecker, man. Luka's the type of guy who... He's so fun to watch. He's so fun to watch. He's so different, and he elevates. He makes makes the other players better. He makes average guys good. He makes good guys great. He makes great guys elite. That's the kind of player I think you have in Luca. Yeah. So, I wish Porzingis didn't get ejected. You got to know better though. Yeah, but that's also a soft. It's not. It's not like you. You have to have more awareness. Yeah. Like you. You. If you have a tech, it's not just for you. It's for your team, man. Like, just get away. They got to have someone else that could do that. Like, why is KP the enforcer right now? Word, yeah. What the fuck? You need some oak. You, well, yeah, you need some fucking... Charles Oakley. Get fucking Boban to do that shit. Or, like, Kleba. Like, someone else. Like, your second best player is not supposed to be the one roughing people up, you know, in these types of little scrums. Like, not. Yeah. It's not his job. I got to um, be honest with you on this next one. This is probably the least that I've watched the Jazz and Nuggets. Because you just think. It just wasn't a compelling series to me, obviously. Maybe now with Conley coming back. But, like, you know, Utah was with two starters that were missing. If you look at what, what they had in the majority of the regular season. And, yo. I'm so soured on Denver from last year losing that game seven. Yeah. I just feel like losing that game seven to Portland. Shout out to Michael Porter Jr. though. He, we, he, we uh, hyped him up. We, we kept saying on the preview show, I remember saying about him and just in general about this Nuggets team, how if he can be something, we didn't expect this. Nope. But if well, he I, could be something, or did you? I wouldn't say I expected this, but I but I I'd say that 
you know, you thought he'd be a rotation guy at least. Well, like, well, I w- I was hoping that he could be the third best player on this team by now. Like, mm. like when they drafted him, they knew he wasn't going to play the first year, right? So I was just hoping that by the end of the second season, he could be making a difference, and that's what he's doing, right? Like, um, but like you, you kind of everyone was yelling at at at, at Malone like. Yo, why is he not playing at all? Why is he not playing? Why is he playing five minutes a game, 12 minutes a game? He dropped 30, and then he wouldn't play the next game, and no one would could understand why. It's like, this is why. They saved him for the playoffs. Um, so, it's I, I've been watching. I'm, I, I just love the Jazz. Like I just mm. love that organization. We we're, were talking about that before, where the Jazz are a team just like the Raptors, where you can they can pull a guy that was in the G League the entire season and have him start in the playoffs and make an impact. Um and that's what a great that's what like that's exactly what a great organization can do. Um they're so they're amazing defensively. They move without the ball. They're coached really well. I love Quinn Snyder. Um so this is just a series for me as a fan of basketball to enjoy to watch Jokic be a point center. Uh, it, it's it's so much fun to watch, and obviously I'm a big fan of his and and, and all these half court passes. But it's it's it, it's 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 been interesting. And then obviously watching Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, selfishly as Knicks fans, um, you know they've brought over two people from the Jazz already. Come on, man! I've officially given up on the idea of anyone ever coming here. You I, know why? No one ever comes here. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I hope I'll, I'm wrong. I'll, I'll die on on uh, the hill. It's I, fine. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But anyway, just they're a great organization. Both 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 are, and it, it's been fun to watch. Um, but Michael Porter Jr. reminds me, and, and just like yo, there's just like shades of KD, man. There's shades of KD. Oh no, I'm just saying these 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 like these pull up threes coming down the court, man. It there's 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 shades of KD without a doubt. Yeah, you know what you you know what I hate when someone makes comparisons like that. The, you make it seem like that he hasn't flashed that. No, ability. no, I, I get that, but like when a guy hits a thirty footer and they're like, "Oh, the next Steph." Curry, oh no, of course. Right? It's just like, yo, maybe there's not gonna be another one like that. There's never been a guy who's seven foot that. Moves I'm just away saying when does. you watch him come down the court oh, the, on a fast break. The dribble break. pull up on a fast break from three. I get that. The the height, the length, the the the, the, the lankiness. Sure. I just think that it's it, it's uh if, if he can be half of what KD is, <laughs> you're talking about an all-star. I mean, dude, if he didn't have the back, he would have went one, I think. One, two, three. Yeah. So anyway. Last loved, series loved in, in the West. Uh I was completely wrong. I had the Thunder beating the Rockets, especially with Russ not playing. What do you think the issue is with with this series for the Thunder? I just think that the Thunder overachieved, and and that's fine. Like, just call it how it is. Like, I just think, like, the, what they've done this year was amazing. Can, can I just say something? I, I want that to become a more acceptable and normalized <laughs> answer. Like, I think let's that, just call I it think how it is, like... No, no, but I think that, like, yo, they overachieved and they, they met their match. Like, guys stepped up, right? Like, Shaw stepped up as GA. He played, you know, he he played above. I think he played. He elevated his game. People didn't think Chris Paul was going to be able to still bring it. You obviously know what you have in Steven Adams. Um, Dennis Schroeder can play defense. We didn't know that. Right. You know, six man of the year potential. 
Um, I just think that like they overachieved, which was great. I was higher on them than people were. Like if you go back and listen to the pod when we did the preview with Margo, like I was higher on them than other people were. They're they're just a fundamentally sound. They their organization is run so well. I always go back to that. Um, and I just think they overachieved, and and they're gonna lose to a better team. That's it. Like that's it. There's no like you said. There's people should say that more often. I think you know this will probably be. You know, 4-1 maybe? Probably. Like maybe like Harden has like a, like a ice cold game. Yeah. He's doing, one of those pops up. And remember, Harden's a guy whose the narrative has changed tremendously. Like he was one of those guys in the playoffs where it was like, eh. He's, he's, he's. Well, I, I think the uh comes in when the rounds are later on. Yeah. You know, like how do you forgive him getting blown out by the Spurs by 40? When like Kawhi didn't play, or the or the war, yeah, at home in Houston, I can't fault you to losing a Golden State like that. That yo, we're gonna go back one day, maybe five ten years from now, and be like, yo, those Warrior teams were special. Should have won four rings in a row, right? Arguably five. Think about it if. They win in 15. But then on the flip side, you could say if... The nah, you can't take the LeBron one away from them. No, I I think you could because they Draymond? took one from LeBron the year prior when Deladova was rushed to the ER because he was playing more minutes than he ever expected. Remember Kyrie got hurt? Yeah. Love got, Love hurt. got hurt. So it's like, all right, in 15, you steal one from the Cavs because of the injuries. In sixteen, they steal one from you, the Draymond suspension, which I don't I don't believe that. I'm just using that as an example. So then he should have four. And then they win the back to back. And then who knows what happens if they're full strength, if Durant is full strength. Yeah. When they play the Raptors. Someone asked me a question, I want to run it by you. How many rings this is this is like how many rings do you think the Warriors win if you swapped Steph Curry for Damian Lillard. Less, same, more. This is so like hot takey. I think same. <laughs> same, right? Yeah. I don't think the drop off is that ridiculous. Someone was there was someone was making an idiotic argument with me. Yesterday. I've watched I've probably watched in the last five years more Portland Trailblazer basketball. Than anyone that I know. I have league pass. And I use Josh's league pass. Sorry. I hope we don't get in trouble for this. But I use the league pass for the Blazers. He's my favorite basketball player. He takes three to four threes a game. That are 30 footers with 17 seconds left on the shot clock. Or from the logo. He makes them. But he misses a lot of them too. So I wonder what his three point percentage. I think his from farther range is better than Steph's. I'm almost positive it is. I've I've heard that been being floated around, but I think collectively, if you take all three point shots into account, Curry's the better three point shooter percentage wise. Yeah. But I wonder how many of those bailout threes, uh, early shot clock threes that Dame has his numbers get deflated. Yeah. Yo. Dame is a beast, bro. Yeah. He's I, he's been that dude, but he he is 
a guy that struggles from the circumstances around him. The Western Conference is loaded with big personality point guards. Yeah. All those years. You had Chris Paul. You had Russell Westbrook. You had James Harden. And then he would, you know, Steph Curry, which I didn't even, Clay Thompson also. So it's like the guard position was always one that would be occupied by the bigger names and the more marketable guys until Dame really started marketing himself the right way. I, it's the, and I definitely, like, there's no debate. I think Steph Curry's better than Dame Lillard. The careers are a little, they're not matched up yet, right? Like, you know. I just I couldn't believe that Dame's been averaging like the the person was trying to make an argument. It was an idiotic argument. He's trying to make an argument that like Dame was better than Steph, and I it's it's a ridiculous argument. I I brushed it off, but it actually got me thinking about Dame's stats. I actually didn't know that he's been averaging twenty five a game for five years already. I didn't know that. Like I was like, damn, he's been doing this for quite some time now. So I just. That was what I wanted to. That you know, that was that's where it was coming back to. It was just like he's actually been doing it for for a while. That kind of took me by surprise. I will say that I think it's a very compelling conversation because how much of Curry's success is the talent the, around him as well. Also, yeah, like that's kind of that's that that's the question. That's what makes it interesting. Because yo, Dame has carried some of those Portland teams and, to places that they shouldn't. And Steph is so bad on defense. Not so bad, but Steph gets picked on. Yeah, and 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 Steph Curry also hasn't really shown out in big games like Dame has. Well, Steph sometimes has other people to lean on and and you got to feed the hot hand as a point guard, you know, so right. for Dame is he's doing everything by himself. Right, right. Man, I I would it's an it's a it's an interesting kind of a hypothetical like I think the better shooter is Steph. Yeah. I think going Steph to is, the hole Dame. I, I, I Defense, think the more, Dame. I think the more complete point guard is 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 Dame. Yeah, but I think Steph is at what he's better at. He's better in a larger by a larger margin. Yeah. Um, I uh, just thought that was like an interesting hypothetical to bring where up. Where do you lie on that one? I don't think you give an answer. I'd say the same. The same? Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's tough, man. It's tough to win. Everything got to go right. Yeah. Your guys got to stay healthy. Your your organi- organization needs to be competent. Like, there's a lot of things. That's I say this all the time. The one thing that's changed in my life as a sports fan since starting Veterans Minimum and and sort of taking this career path is it's hard to win a championship, bro. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard to win. So much got to go your way. And I used to be, I used to be like, you're, you're still a pro rings guy. Yeah. You still, but it, that's just because it's the easy, um, it's a cop out. It's the easiest thing to compare when you have two players. It's the, it's, I think it's the easy way out. It's like, you have two players. They're very similar. Stats are the same. What's mm. next? Let's go to rings. Yeah. It's easy. It's the easy way out. I hear you. Where are you going? Last thing, NBA Finals. Yeah, man. I, I, went, I was, We were talking about this. I actually picked Houston at the beginning of the season. Um, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I want to stay with my pick, but I don't feel confident in it, right? I don't know who's going to come out the West. I have a feeling it's not going to be Milwaukee in the East. That's probably my hot take. I know I didn't really give you a pick. I'm with you, though. I just don't think Milwaukee's coming out the East. And I'm, and I'm telling you now, if the Heat 
and the Bucks play in the second round, I'm betting on the on the Heat. The Heat could beat the Bucks. The Raptors could beat the Bucks. And I also think, in the right situation, I think Boston could also beat the Bucks. That may be a hot take, but you know, it'd be fire storyline purposes. Clippers Raptors. Wow. Kawhi. Gets- I I saw a tweet the other day. It was like, <laughs> it was like, man, you know, Kawhi would be unstoppable if he had a point guard like. Kyle Lowry, a wing defender, and and scored like Pascal Siakam, big man like Marcus Ole, great coach Nick Nurse. He's like, wait, what? He had that. Yeah, we were talking about how at the beginning of the season, like he should just go back. Because uh, if Kawhi was on the Raptors right now, of course some of the other pieces may not be able to align. I'm not sure how that would have worked out. No, I I think it was so easy to say, right? But I think it was a mistake leaving. Yeah, just because the way the contracts were set up for Toronto, they were all on one-year deals. Like everyone's a free agent after this year. They could have won one more, and then you yeah, yo, you ride it out, and then ultimately you go to LA anyway. I think if he knew what he knew now, in terms of like, I just don't think. I think a lot of people are going to learn from this Clipper experience, no matter how it goes. Especially if they lose, right? Because it's easier to nitpick at something when you end up taking the L. But also, if you go back to that original big three in Miami, like that first year, just because you throw all these talented guys together, you gotta get it. You gotta get it who's, right. Who's the guy with three minutes left? Was it Wade? Was it LeBron? And then it was the infamous story where the banana boat crew they go on vacation, and then Wade turns to him and goes, "Yo, LeBron, if you want to be as successful as you got to be the man, you got to be the guy." But yo, it's your city. Yeah, it's my city. But on the court, you're the your best team. player. He, yeah. So very humble. Um, Interesting. All right, yeah. So <sighs> who do you got? I'm gonna go Lakers and the Raptors. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Raptors, Clippers. Both of us got Toronto. We knew it. Yeah. Interesting. My guy, Impy. Always a pleasure. Good times. My brother. Always. Much love. Where can they find you? I-M-P-Y-718. You know, ain't nothing changed. It's Twitter and Instagram, man. You're ready. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they have to say on what it would be like to play without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Oh, this is a new one. This is a new one. Thera One CBD. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day. Everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from Thera One's CBD products. Started by Jason Westerland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. Yo, Alex, you've ever used CBD before? I have not. I have friends that that use it, and they uh, they're very happy with the results. But um, this seems very interesting. I might just try it out. It started with the revolutionary Theragun persuasive therapy device. When Doctor Jason saw the benefits from using CBD in his treatments, he created Thera One to bring you CBD products done right. 
TheraOne tests their products four times before they get it to you. Every product is USDA certified, organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere in all caps. They really put an emphasis on that one (laughs) in all caps, brother. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into your deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. Before you've, go, before you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day weekend. I'm not going to edit that one. I'm going to leave it just like that. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Alex? That's fine. Dude, leave it. You didn't... The less I got to edit, the better, but I think I got the, <laughs> the meat of it. You know what I'm saying? No, you got it. You're good. You're good. And also, once again, Sunday ticket, Sunday, Sunday, Sundays. They are coming back in the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. Alex, do you play fantasy football? I don't think I've ever asked you. Uh, I don't. I was just in that that pick'em league last uh, last season, but... I feel like fantasy football would be a little bit too much for me. But you, you know what, man? If you put together a lineup for me, I might just oh. do it. Oh, look at him go. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah, on, Lamb, man. do all the work and then let me reap the benefits. I see how it Oh, be. come on. I'll give you something. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll take you out to lunch or something. All right, fair enough. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious. Sundays ever use promo code blue wire at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday ticket.tv and use promo code blue wire. Yo, I will say I get Sunday ticket every year. Obviously everyone knows about the red zone. That's probably mm-hmm. the one channel that everyone watches. They have that fantasy channels thing where you could literally put in the players on your team and a ticker pops up as if you're playing as if you're watching Sports Center, I should say, it'll be like, "Oh, AJ mm-hmm. AJ Green, forty yard catch," and it'll just give you an alert. It's pretty cool. That's awesome technology, man. All right, guys, the voice that you hear on the other end, you've probably seen his stuff on VMFC. Probably seen a lot of the really cool, funky graphics on the Veterans <laughs> Minimum Instagram page. The good brother Alex Perez, my guy. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Not much. I appreciate you having me on. Um, if my voice sounds a little weird, I um, I was doing a broadcast for uh, for the for this Leon 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 Bayern game on Hot Mike, and my voice is kind of shot. So um, if it cracks once in a while, just bear with me. But I couldn't pass up the opportunity of being on Veterans Minimum for this is, I believe, the third time. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's the third time. Yeah, man, I've had so many people on. I don't even remember like how many times I've had people on, but well, that's good. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's a good thing. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about the Champions League. Um, Bayern 
3-0 over Lyon, and then PSG took care of business yesterday at the time that we're recording on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we get PSG versus Bayern. Alex, are the right teams here is what I want to ask. 100%. 100%. I've been saying since January that Bayern is the best team in Europe. Okay, not so much January. I'd say more like February, like before all of this started. They've been the best team in Europe ever since. Clearly the best team in Germany. Um, so on their end, yes, definitely deserved. Uh, PSG, I mean, on that other side of the bracket, on, on their side of the bracket, who else? Atletico maybe? But we know that they tend to not show up whenever the game is very, very important. So 100%, yeah, we have the two best teams that we could possibly have in the format that was presented in the situation that we have. I'm not complaining, man. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting game of a very one of those games that like a tactical nerd like me is going to enjoy so much. So there's a lot of things that I want to digest from what you said. As a soccer fan, this is the final that we deserve. Mm -hmm. It would have sucked if it was either Leipzig, despite how good of a story they were, or Lyon going in there and taking away from... This is what the Champions League is. It's the the best teams in Europe competing for the Champions League. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of firepower across the field from both sides. A lot of difference makers everywhere. A lot of controversial players as well. (laughs) This is a final that I think even if you're not a soccer fan, you should tune into because it has the marquee names in the Neymars, Mbappes, Lewandowski, even Moeller is still playing at a high level. And hey, even stateside or you Canadians out there, there's a kid <laughs> who you can make a strong case is probably a top three player in this game in Alfonso Davies, which is my dad watching the game with my dad. He's like, how the fuck is this kid Canadian? Like, why couldn't the Americans make him American? <laughs> yeah, well, he was, uh, I think he, he migrated to Canada and that's that's one of the reasons why, but Honestly, man, you are one hundred percent right, and and this this is a team. This is a game that even if you're not a fan, or if you want to become a fan, this is a game that you should watch because um, you mentioned the stars. Um, they both play relatively attractive. I do prefer to watch Bayern over PSG if they were playing at the same time. I would prefer to to watch Bayern, but still, Neymar is impossible to miss out on whenever he's. He's playing. He's healthy right now. Uh, he doesn't have any distractions because he can't go anywhere. He's not home, so he um, he's he's well situated. He's uh, he's concentrated. Angel Di Maria played an incredible game too on um, on Tuesday. Played absolutely incredible. He's he's a very streaky player too. Um, he he tends to play good like four or five games and then just shuts down for like another four or five. So. PSG is coming in at a very good moment. So is Bayern Munich. And that's one of the reasons why I think you should be like, there's no reason for you not to be watching this game unless there's like NBA playoffs or stuff like, like whatever. This is a final. You should be watching it regardless. You know, the Alfonso Davies story is really fucking dope, right? Mm -hmm. Ghana refugee camps migrated over to Canada, went to Edmonton when they officially relocated over there. Uh, he got his Canadian citizenship and 
man, I know someone's going to correct me, but I don't remember a Canadian player of this magnitude already at 19 years old. He'll be 20 in November. And when you're playing for, at the time, he signed the biggest contract of any MLS player before Miguel Almiron, the Paraguayan. What a player he is, too. Yeah. Yes, signed over at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. It was a MLS record for a transfer fee. And like, yo, it's one of the things that I always say about sides like Bayern, like Borussia, Chelsea. They don't care if you're Japanese, if you're from Argentina, if you're American. If you could play, they're going to break the bank for you. So it tells you all you need to know that Bayern was willing to pay that kind of transfer fee to bring him over from the MLS. You know, when you look at a side like Chelsea, what they paid for to bring him over from Dortmund to uh, Chelsea, that's Pulisic that I'm mentioning. You know, Gio mm-hmm. Reyna, I've been, I've been talking him up. We've been texting each other about him for a long-ass time now this year, <laughs> it seems like. And that's another kid. So it just goes to show you that there's never been a Canadian player to play at that level. He's a starter against Barcelona. How many goals did he factor in? Four? Five? about i mean there there were so many (laughs) so it's a it's a great story from that perspective and yeah neymar is probably the most popular player in this game Mm -hmm. man when he's on he is unbelievable to watch and i know some of his antics could be uh tiresome and people could get frustrated with like oh he flops and he embellishes but first of all that's that's the game the game is to draw fouls, draw contact. He's very skilled with the ball at his legs, and that's why he gets fouled and he draws all these challenges. But, man, he is so fun to watch, bro. I don't think he's probably in my Mount Rushmore of favorite athletes to watch across all sports when he's playing and he's on. I don't blame you. He's, he's so much fun to watch. Um, he, he makes magic out of practically nothing um he that game on wednesday against atalanta was the sole reason why i mean you can say that the reason why psg bought neymar was to win the champions league but not only was it for that but it was because they you know they they needed some experience they needed someone with balls to do this this uh this job that that was so difficult because atalanta closed out uh, or closed down their defense quite well, surprisingly. But Neymar is so much fun to watch, man. I, I remember my my good friend, um, you might think this is his nickname, but it's actually his name. His name is Ronaldo. He, um, he I swear that's his name. That's um, fire. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he was damn good at soccer, but that's a different story. Anyway, um, he showed me a video of Neymar back in like 2010. And it was... It was just absolutely incredible the things that this guy could do with the ball. He was like 17 at the time or like 16, something like that. He was he was a kid, right? And um, and what he was doing with the ball was just incredible. Sure enough, a couple years later, he becomes a superstar playing at Santos in Brazil where Pele played. And, um, and then he suddenly makes that, that move. Initially, for some of you that don't know, whoever doesn't know, he he was linked with Real Madrid heavily in like early 2013, late 2012. He was linked with Real Madrid. So it could have been Real Madrid that was wreaking all the benefits of, of, of Neymar. But it was Barcelona. 
he wanted to play with Messi, um, and it worked out just fine. Um, and Neymar, yeah, was whenever he wasn't on the pitch for these last two Champions League um, direct elimination games for PSG, PSG did in advance. Now that they that they have Neymar healthy, they're in the final. It's not a coincidence. You can talk about the one leg games or or the you know the one offs, direct elimination, whatever. But Neymar's a difference maker, and there are no two ways about it. He he's just that freaking good. You know who Neymar made his debut against with the senior team for Brazil? Uh, USA. Yeah, they played uh, in Jersey. Was, my uh, my yeah. parents, aunt and uncle, went to that game, and my dad came back and he said, "Yeah, there's some young kid." He's like, <laughs> "I don't know much about him, but watch out, that kid is that kid's a real deal." And it was he was talking about Neymar. This was after the 2010 World Cup. Yes, this is right after. It was the first game that the men's team for both sides played. And Mm. they played a scrimmage in uh, then Giants Stadium in Mm. in New Jersey. Uh, Who do you think is the biggest difference maker in this game across the board? And tell me why it's Mbappe. (laughs) Wow. All right, then we'll... I guess it's Mbappe. No, listen, I think that the easy answer would be Neymar. The easy answer uh, would be Mbappe. But just because I want to be an asshole and I want to be contrarian and um, I just want to get a reaction, I think that um, I'm trying to pick someone from Bayern here (laughs) because I'm looking at their their lineup, but their entire team is so good. Listen, Thomas Mueller, people don't talk about him nearly enough. This guy will do literally everything everything that you ask him to do everything and anything he doesn't care he's he's just he's always there he's willing to help the team and if he is on he helps he could even help Manuel Neuer with like a goal line clearance or something so if he is on which most of the time he is I think he's a big big difference maker but I think yeah Neymar is probably the, the the biggest difference maker in that team in that in that matchup between PSG and Bayern and then well, number two, probably Mbappe, but that whole team, that whole Bayern Munich team, that that, that unit coached by Hansi Flick is unbelievable what, what they have done when when he arrived in December. So, yeah, I think Thomas Mueller, besides those two that we talked about, Thomas Mueller is the biggest difference maker. Guy's still doing it, man. He's been around for a long-ass time, and he's still playing at a high level. You know, I am financially strapped to PSG from the wager <laughs> that I made on them back in September. Mm-hmm, I to remember win the Champions League. Um, <laughs> been holding on to that dream. That dream still, <laughs> still is living. Yes, you have. This was the one team I didn't want them to play. Mm-hmm. This is the one team that I was worried about the most. Uh, PSG. They have. They have a better team than what Barcelona has. I think a more complete team. I know it's not really saying much right now after what's been going on with Barca. Yes. But the one thing that I think separates PSG from the other sides that Bayern has played is they got the star power to compete with them. And it is the one game thing, which it would be regardless at this point right now in the mm-hmm. final. It's yeah. one game. From a betting perspective, I want to make this very, very clear that you need to be careful how you bet this game and you need to know what you're betting on. You could bet, if you bet money line bets, meaning a team to win, if it goes into extra time, 
you need to have bet the draw in order to win that. So what I mean by that is if Alex goes, hey, man, I want to bet on Bayern this weekend. There's two bets that he can make. He can make a bet on Bayern inside regulation time. Or it's the two lift prop, meaning if it goes into extra time, if it goes into penalty kicks, ultimately who's going to raise the Champions League? And the odds are a little bit different. For example, Bayern to win the Champions League is minus 177. PSG to win the Champions League is plus 145. But if you were to bet them in the 90, plus 230 for PSG, Bayern is plus 105. So it's just something that a lot of my buddies that chime in on like World Cups and Euro Cups and anything that has extra time potential always, always make that mistake. And I always tell them the same thing. So betting 101, a little bit of a lesson for you legends out there. That's how you should. I could have used that when Liverpool and Atletico played. <laughs> I Way too late, Nick. But I appreciate that. <laughs> Bro, call me. You know it's the GOAT when it comes to this stuff. I know. I Just know. That's all my fault. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go into predictions. How do you think this game yes. is going to play out between the two, and then we'll wrap up this episode? Um. Okay. So, when you are facing a team that has Mbappe, Neymar, Di Maria, and off the bench, Mauro Icardi can come on, Julian Draxler can come on, and um, uh, Chupomote, who's now a thing. Um, when you have that team, when when you're facing that team, it's pretty difficult to pick against them. But I just see that uh, I just see what Bayern does as a unit. I see how good they are, and how how well coached they are. Not saying that PSG isn't, but Bayern just they hit the ground running with Hansi Flick. So I'm sorry, Nick. I might lose my position at veterans minimum, but I think Bayern Munich is going to win this game. It's going to be super close. It it I, I also think it, it might be a little high scoring. So um, I don't know if we can do if we can bet the overs on uh, on these games. I haven't been able to to see that, but I think it might end like three two, two one, which even two one is kind of high scoring for a final. Very rarely do you see a three two in a final. Honestly, that almost never happens because teams just close so much. They they do not want to make a mistake. But the good thing for for both of these teams is that they make a mistake, they have the the attacking power to get one back. So I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think Bayern Munich is going to pull it off 3-2, and they're going to complete their, their treble, their second-ever treble. Um, they already got the Bundesliga. They already got the, the German Cup. Now they're going to get the Champions League. Um, and I, I know this is this isn't me going out on a limb or anything, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if PSG just says, all right, it's cool. You guys play very, very well, whatever. But we're going to win this shit regardless. And they end up winning like two, three, nothing. That wouldn't surprise me either. No scoreline will, will surprise me unless it's like eight, two, which is probably not happening. But yeah, guns on my head. Bayern Munich wins three, two. Huh. You know, I, I uh, bias aside, I, I think Bayern is definitely the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not going out on a limb there. <laughs> I do think that. PSG is a really good team that has more firepower. Mm-hmm. 
and I wish Navas was healthy to play because I think the goalkeeping matchup would have been very intriguing. I think he is going to play, though. I think he yeah. might. Yeah, that'll be, so. that'll be yeah. a big addition for them, man. That's a guy with some experience from his time with Real Madrid. His Not fourth Champions League final if he, if he plays it. Yeah. Which is incredible. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it'll be his fourth Champions League final. He played uh, 16, 17, and 18. When they, when they won the three-peat, he, um, he played. He was a starter. So now, um, it looks like as of even eight hours ago, PSG and their coaching staff are pretty confident that Keylor Navas will play on Sunday. So that's a big benefit. You're right. Uh, the goalkeeping matchup is very important, and Navas might start. What'd you say? 3-2 Bayern? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 3-2 the other way. <laughs> okay. You know, my favorite scoreline to bet on is 3-1, right? Why is that? Team goes up 2 nothing. One of two things usually happens. The other mm-hmm. team opens himself up too much. They get hit with a counterattack and becomes 3-0. Or it becomes 2-1 because of the pressure. And as the other team is going to tie it, counterattacks. And when you have counterattacks from either of these two teams coming, mm-hmm. it leaves you open. It's my favorite score lines when it comes to soccer. It's and you always get some nice payouts. You get some 15 to ones, 18 to ones. But I'm gonna go three two. I think there's I think there's too much firepower for it to not be a game that goes over. Mm-hmm. So I'm going 3-2 PSG. You're going 3-2 Bayern. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's... Well, I mean, we're not way off. I think those are pretty accurate predictions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if one of these teams gets absolutely shot. Like a 3 nothing yeah. scoreline would surprise me because I think both these teams are too good. I will say the one thing that I hope doesn't happen, I don't want PSG to fall behind early. Bayern is the type of team that'll put it on you and then it'll just get just it can get ugly quick. And yeah. yo, soccer, man, we saw it today with, with Leon. They it's it's unbelievable how the ball curses you. They hit the cross, mm-hmm. they hit the post. Mm-hmm. Next time Bayern is downfield, a golasso. And yeah. then before you know it, you're you're, you're deflated. You're kind of you kind of knew the game was over there at that point. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you can't fall behind on a team like Bayern when you're lacking firepower like leon was so alex with that being said uh tell the people where they could find you some of the stuff that you're doing for the show and the floor is yours thanks nick i appreciate you having me on uh you can follow me on twitter and on instagram at alex perez fc um of course every it's usually every wednesday vmfc comes out at uh, 8 p.m eastern uh 7 p.m central um comes out on youtube but since the champions league has been going on the episodes have been kind of all over the place. But yeah, once the Champions League is over, we'll be back to the regular schedule Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I have a soccer page. It's completely in Spanish. It is called Fútbol de Baúl. It roughly translates to like soccer. Uh, like It's like from the vault. Like, you know, it's it's all it's all throwbacks. It's all um, former players, for, uh, qu- quotes from like legends of the game and all of that stuff. Um, you can follow that at football de baul b a u l. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool what I what I do there. And also, I'm thinking of doing another broadcast for the Champions League final. Um, 
I think that'll be pretty interesting. But um, yeah, you can you can tune in if you want to go back and listen to me scream like a maniac for two hours. Uh, that's on Hot Mike. Uh, Hot Mike. Uh, just download the the app. H O T M I C. Um, they gave us a follow on the Veterans Minimum Twitter too, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, thanks for having me, Nick. I hope you all enjoy the final. Big ups to the members of the Patreon. We got Orvica, Derek Pleates, Corey Johnson Hoops, Nick Chavez, Christopher Yo. Velasquez, and Ryan Pisner. Guys, next week we are giving away a copy of Madden 21, whether it's for PlayStation or Xbox. Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Join the $10 tier for the month of August and get a chance to win the copy of Madden. Also, I put up the NFC win totals podcast. That's on there too. You can get all the extra content for $5 a month. Also, one more thing before I forget, the $10 tier or higher, the NFL Pick'em Pool. You have until September 9th to join the Patreon and get in. A lot of cool prizes, a lot of fun prizes. So head on over there. All the support for the show means a lot to me and the brand on all the stuff that we got cooking up over here. Alex knows a lot of the things that I have in mind. Mm -hmm. And it's very exciting. And I'm looking forward to it. So to that, I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the game. And I'll catch you guys next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.